0: Hello, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice and dice, or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's February, I'm doing Fierce Females, which is my look at both Charles Angels movies, Tomb Raider 2018, and to wrap things up, is tonight's movie, Wonder Woman, the most successful DC female superhero movie to date. However, here is what I wrote back in June 2017. Quote, adjusting from Wonder Woman, what can I say but I want my two and a half hours back. For me, far too much slow-mo, well OTT acting, and too much woman and not enough wonder. It felt like an Xbox One game. A very par 5 out of 10. Unquote. Do I still feel the same three years later? Well, that's what I'm here to find out. What really annoyed me uh, about this movie was it's fucking takes itself far too seriously for its own good. There's a little fun to be had. Also Wonder Woman doesn't spin in her outfit once. I mean, it would have killed her to do the little spin just once, you know, for crying out loud. I would have also have killed him to let Linda Carter be a little cameo in this movie But no, I guess she was too old for this fucking cast I mean, for crying out loud. But she's not a supermodel like all the bloody Amazon's in this bloody thing Although, I'm not going to lie Wonder Woman did steal the movie from Batman and Superman In Batman vs Superman Plus, she was pretty good in Justice League I don't that She's the best of a bad fucking piece of shit movie On both of them, so hmm. I wonder... What will happen to Justice League now? There's a new Batman, and maybe a new Superman. Hmm. Thinking back on the DCE female superhero movies, such as Supergirl 84, Catwoman, and I guess I'll throw Harley Quinn in there, Wonder Woman still made more money than all three put together. Almost three times as much. The only thing that pales Wonder Woman in comparison is Captain Marvel, but that's for another podcast. So, let's just see how much Wonder Woman actually made. With its $149 million budget, this thing pulled an $821 million. Starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Connie Nelson, Robin Wright, Danny Houston and David Thuis. Directed by Patty Jenkins. At the plot, when a World War One. Pilot crash lands on an all female hidden island, the princess must take him back to the land of man. However, when she does, she finds out the outside world is very different and she falls in love with the male pilot. Then she finds out the god of war is pulling the strings in World War I. So she must stop him. Can she do so? What will happen to the love of her life? And who is Wonder Woman? (laughs) we you just find out here. After the logos, the movie opens up. And we get a voiceover from Gal Gadot. As the camera zooms onto Paris from outer space, straight onto the Louvre. To Wonder Woman slash Diana Prince, played by Gal Gadot of the Fast and the Furious movies. At her work, she gets a package from Wayne Enterprises. It's the picture of her and a small squad of men including love of her life steve trevor from world war one where she still looks the bloody same almost a hundred years later because she's amazonian she doesn't bloody age flashback to a little girl wonder woman played by lily Aspell as she's running away to take part on the train as well she stands and watches the amazon's train she mimics it the moves anyway because she's a fierce independent woman and of course she's a little brat also but moving on swiftly, she's caught by her auntie, 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 what I her fucking name played by Robin Wright of House of Cards and then her nanny slash teacher chases her around the island she tries to run away but she tries to do a little cliff dive here and she gets caught by her mother who is Queen Hippotillator played by Connie Nelson little Diana whines she wants to be trained and with the backing of Antiope, antiope Auntie a fucking name the Queen is talked into it kinda but not really because she wants to keep the child a child and doesn't want her to grow up to be a, a fierce independent woman and fierce independent warrior because she knows for a fact she is actually a god killer and if Ares get catch when she is actually alive then she will be killed off quickly and this is how she goes from little girl to teenager to wonder woman, in the matter of about 10 years or so because she matures from a little girl on to a full-grown woman because she's been trained how to become a warrior oh for god's sake anyway moving the hell right on because the movie's long enough as it bloody well is at bedtime still whining the queen then tells Diane a story of how she made her out of clay and Zeus made her come alive. One of the many, many ways in which Wonder Woman come to being apparently. On to another story of how Zeus made man and how uh, they turn on the gods after Ares a god of war made mankind mean jealous and possessive so Zeus created Amazons to calm down man however the evil man enslaved the Amazons and how the fuck did he do that they are bloody part God until the Queen rose up and fought back as the story is going on do we see little brat Diana getting trained by her auntie in secret in the story Zeus kills Ares, after Ares has killed all the other gods, making Zeus weak. So, with no choice, Zeus struck down Ares, forcing him down onto Earth. Uh, Wasn't that Kratos, God of War? Hmm. Anyway, the Queen continues. Zeus made their little island's paradise, hidden away from Man, where they've been waiting for Ares to return ever since. So, hundreds, if not thousands of years later, they're still bloody well waiting. Hmm. The Queen then shows a little brat, the vault of hidden weapons, the shield, the lasso, and the, quote, God-killer sword. Why show these if you want to keep her safe and non-violent? A little girl? I mean, for fuck's sake, she already has a rebellious streak at four. What the hell? Uh, This movie's ridiculous. Fast forward... To a teenage Wonder Woman played by Emily Carey of Tomb Raider 2018. The Queen then finds out about Wonder Woman training in secret and scolds Auntie. Auntie. Oh, Auntie. What is her fucking name? Which is her, actually her sister. Wait, it took this Queen 10 years to find out what her sister was treating, uh, training her little daughter to be a fierce warrior. Some fucking Queen she is. Now a fully grown Wonder Woman. She is cocky and aggressive and assertive and a complete utter... Mm. She has her training continued. As the Queen looks on, Wonder Woman takes down their greatest champion, Artemis, played by Anne Wolf, and she's a female boxing champion in real life, partly. Mm. Next, she takes down Antitope herself. She gets her ass kicked until Wonder Woman uses her gauntlets to protect herself, sending out a shockwave that knocks out all the Amazons on the court. With that, Diana walks off to to the cliffs, where she sees a plane crash landing into the water, so she dives in to save the pilot. And here we meet Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, of the Star Trek movies. And BOOM! She sees him naked, and now she's in love. Oh, and I should say, there is no men in West Island. Anyway, the Amazons heal him after dealing with the Germans who stumble upon the little island. Oh wait, hold on a second, are you trying to say to me that not once in all of the span time of man has this island been found? It wasn't found until 1918, yet this is easy to stumble upon utter fucking bullshit! Diana looks on in horror as dozens of her sisters fall to the bullets because their ancient weapons are no match to bombs and bullets. The weapons of man. This slow-motion fight is complete utter fucking mess. The CGI has aged badly, and <laughs> that same like was over three years bloody well old. I guess this is a problem with 3D movies. They only work when in 3D. When they don't, they look like shit. Antiope is shot defending Diana. She dies telling her she's the God Killer. So to get away in the first ten fucking minutes, then. Oh dear, oh dear. Diana saves Steve from the vengeful Queen. So they stick him in the last of truth, and he spills his guts, telling them everything they want to know. He tells them he's an American spy working for the British, sent to spy on the Germans' secret weapon factory. In said secret weapon factory, we meet General Ludendorff, played by Danny Houston, of 30 Days of Night. As he tours the factory, as during the tour, we meet Dr. Maru, played by Elena Anga? I guess I've his name. Anyway. She has half her face hidden by a mask for reasons. Anyway, her nickname in this movie is Dr. Poison because she comes up with new chemical weapons. So Steve, seeing how lethal Dr. Marrow's poison gas is, he steals her notebook and runs for it, crash landing on the island. And here the Amazons learn about the Great War, World War I. So Diana begs her mother to let her help Steve Uh, But she forbids it, so Diana goes to see Steve, who is bathing in the magic waters that heal wounds quickly. Here, she sees him completely naked, she asks if he's a typical man, and he says he's about average. So, then she asks what is that small thing? Steve first covers up his (coughs) jibily bits, but he realises she's talking about a watch. He explains what it is. When Dana asks, why let such a small thing control you? Uh, subtle fucking feminist dig at a male dick right there. Uh, also, I mean, the feminist power has started and we're 20-something minutes into this fucking two and a half hour bloody well movie. Steve asks where he is, so Dana tells him they're on Theramasquia. She goes on to tell him they are the bridge between men and a greater understanding. Feminist power is now rising again She continues, they're Amazons. It is their duty to save mankind from war. <laughs> You've done a bang-up job there, love, haven't you? I mean, this is supposed to be World War One, so 1918? What about the hundreds, if not thousands of wars between the fucking beginning of man and then? What the hell are you doing? Sitting twirling your fucking fingers? Why now? Just because man has found your perfect island hideaway. You now take a stand? This is utterly fucking ridiculous <sighs> Jesus Christ. Steve hits her with his father's favourite quote If you see something sorry, quote if you see something wrong, you can either do nothing or do something unquote and apparently he done nothing, so he's now doing something. This sparks off her rebellious side, as uh, she steals secret weapons from the vaults, she even steals her red, white, blue and gold for Woman iconic outfit. Why the fuck would it be red, white and blue, since they are supposed to be Greek, and isn't the Greek national colours blue and white? Moving the fuck right on, she returns to Steve, who is trying to figure out where the hell they are on the map, because a compass doesn't work. Yeah, they can just put a hand through the little barrier bit and they can find this island pretty well easily. There's no force field, there's no barriers, nothing, just a... <sighs> Off, they sneak into the night until they're caught by the Queen, who instead of punching her, gives her a tiara and tells her to leave. She also tells her to be careful in a world of man, because... Apparently men are complete bastards and can't be trusted in yadda yadda because women can never be as evil as a man, of course not. Oh, heavens But bits, you know. So off Diana goes with a tear in her eye to the world of man, i.e. England circa 1918. On the boat, Diana tells Steve, only an Amazon can stop Eddies with the, quote, god killer sword. Then there will be no more war in man because it's easy to stop war just let one woman tell man to stop and there will be no more war like women haven't started wars in the fucking past Uh, this is a very dangerous line to teach young girls that men are nothing but aggressive sons of bitches and women are perfect and all peaceful hello maggie fucking thatcher Steve thinks she's insane but Diana tells him once she's killed Ares things will be better and man will be good again so which is it man cannot be trusted due to them being greedy mean power hungry and trigger happy selfish nasty sons of a bitches or once a woman stops the big bad evil then man can be good and peaceful again you can have your cake and eat it love So, once boys learn to be girls and women learn to become men, there will be peace. Wait, so no woman has never ever fought another woman, never turned on one another, never started a fight just for the sake of starting a fight. It's all the evil of man. I see. Get in. The only way there will be peace on earth is if mankind found something else to fight against, i.e. an alien force. Even then you would have people infighting because mankind is a tribal race and the quote big bad is always out there. Plus we're inheritedly selfish, mean, destructive and greedy. But moving on because this movie is going to take me on to a fucking 10 hour fucking podcast if I don't stop ranting. Back to this movie now in England. And I'm not even, before I even finish this ranting shit, I'm not going to touch the fact how Steve had to exploit marriage, or how babies are made, or the difference between the sexies. Because, God, this is a ridiculously feminist wet dream came true. Babies are made from clay, biological sex is deemed as bad, and at an all-female island will breed nothing but peaceful warriors. That's a sort of contradiction in terms right there. Plus marriage is imperfect and man is evil. Okay then, this is dangerous waters. Also, they also say the only thing man is good for is sperm. Nothing more. Feminist power is now on to the thousand. Jesus Christ, But to the shambles of a fucking movie. Barely hiding its feminist agenda, General Ludendorff visits Dr Poison in her new factory to see if she can come up with new poisons. She tells him without her notes she has nothing. However, she did make a new gas that gives him the super strength and super endurance, because reasons? I mean, look out Captain Bloody well, America. Now, in London, Wonder Woman goes to see the British Secret Service. Also, she tries to fail So she tries to blend in and feels miserably. And cue a pretty woman montage as Steve tries to get Diana to wear something Victorian. Why can't she wear trousers instead of the ridiculous dresses or that ridiculous outfit she's fucking wearing, which barely covers anything? I mean, uh, this attempt at humour does not work. Also, here we meet Etta Candy, played by Lucy Davis of the British Office and Netflix's Sabrina. She plays. Steve's <coughs> Assistant Slash Secretary And by the way Etta Candy I had to stop the tape Stop, stop the DVD rather And walk around Because that is a ridiculous name oh god This stuffy English Victorian British Crap Meets the free-spirited Diana stuff Is not working Just get on with the fucking thing This is two and a half hours fucking long I swear to god Trim the bloody whale fat And this will be a 90 minute fucking movie I had to fast forward this, but I swear to God, this movie's working my last bloody well nerve. Once the pretty woman's shit is over, Diana hands her weapons to Etta as Steve takes her to Parliament. In another way, they're jumped by German spies. However, Diana holds them off, picking their ass easily, finding her gauntlets can deflect bullets. Oh, and she's now in her very own Clark Kent disguise as Diana Prince, complete with ridiculous glasses, because if it's good for a man, it's good for a woman. Into the House of Parliament, they go where Steve hands over Dr. Poison's notebook, and he meets Sir Patrick, played by David Thewis of the Harry Potter movies. He's trying to get Parliament to say, don't want to stop wars to go shoot with the Germans and have an armistice. And I have to see here, obvious bad guy is obvious. Even three years ago in the cinema, I said this because this movie thinks it's clever when it's not really. As back to Dr. Poison, she tests her latest poisonous gas, which can crack gas masks. As back to Steve, he gets Diana to translate Dr. Poison's notebook, telling they have a new mustard gas made of hydrogen, which will eat through any and all gas masks. Steve then begs the generals to let him and a small squad take out General Ludendorff before it's too late. But of course they will not listen because as they are the almost over, am I going to sign Amstis and everything's going to be perfectly fine, Yada yadda yadda. This is the point of lower class people to be killed by our stinking, rich, stricken, lazy ass generals, yada yada. yadda. Mm. Rightfully so, calls them all a bunch of cowards. As they don't want to do nothing but allow General Wooddorf to test out his new mustard gas on the front line. And indeed, Britain. Cut to a pub and he will meet Steve's squad. Samir, played by Said Tamania. I think I suppose his name. Of the Jedual movies. He's a smooth-talking con man. Next is Charlie, played by Ewan Bremer. Of the Transporter movies. He's a Scottish drunk. A grandpa hacking. He's also a sniper. The best in Britain. Hmm. In walks Sir Patrick who funds it all, off the go to the front line. So sorry by Troops, Diana's head is turned easily, until Steve buys her an ice cream. Had a capacity of feminism there? Oof. So, no woman thought in World War One at all then. Moving the fuck right on, they're now, now in Belgium, as they meet the Chief, played by Eugene Braverock. He's a stunt man in such movies as The Revenant. As back to General Ludendorff, who kills all the generals who want to sign the armistice and give up the Great War. At camp, Steve and his men all bond as Diana just rolls her bloody well eyes. As later at night, Diana hears the Germans' big guns thundering in the background. She asks the chief what the hell they are, and he tells her they are gigantic guns that are constantly firing for months on end. The next day... They all head to the front line, and here Diana sees the horrors of war, i.e. women and children running for their lives. Now in the trenches, Diana finds out the Germans are across no man's land, along with the families, all males of course, all the people that have run for it. So not to worry, she isn't a man, she crosses no man's land to stop the Germans, and the feminist power is arising it's a million percent. So, with the slow-motion bullet deflects by her gauntlets, she crosses the no-man's land with relative ease. With her tiny little shield, she single-handedly crosses halfway with all the Germans firing on her because, of course, that's how that one works. Steve and his men cross and take them out. The British then charge. Leaping around like a flea in a hot plate, Diana takes out the rest of the Germans. Just like that, she takes out fucking hundreds of thousands of Germans. She then saves the little town, what is left of it, taking down everything that moves in some shitty ass slow motion CGI as that annoying shitty theme song plays and I was bored of my fucking head in the cinema. This is ridiculous fucking Xbox cutscene crap. Anyway, step aside Captain America, she's still on your thunder with fuck tons of ridiculous CGI slow-mo. She takes everything including a bloody tank with ease i guess that's how easy it is when you're a bloody demigod with steve at her side wonder woman flips around like a fucking ew wrestler with her lasso of truth and some awful xbox 360 looking cgi charlie being a useless ptsd rather a drunk fails to do the one thing he's there for ie shoot the sniper as steve uses a tank door to boost Diana up to take out the sniper in a church bell tower. And my god, my eyes have rolled like dice in fucking Vegas. The town is now saved. It's drinking time! Even though people have said there's no food nor water in the fucking village. But moving the hell on. It's photo op time. At Sorry, as a photographer takes the picture of one Woman and the men surrounding her. Which is uh, from the beginning of the movie. And I just checked a bloody clock There's still an hour and twenty minutes left So fuck this shit Time to fast forward this crap Wonder Woman finds out General Woodendorf is going to throw a gala So she tries to go there to kill him But Steve talks her out of it Then Sir Patrick shows his true colours. He is Ares Big awful CGI mess of a fight Wonder Woman finds out she's the god killer Not the sword As Ares bricks it with relative ease General Uh, Ludendorff is killed because I don't know, bullshit reasons (sighs) Steve then stops the General's final plan to gas the front line and indeed Britain by taking out the one huge fucking bomber plane into the sky as it dies in an explosion. Well, he dies in an explosion. How very Steve Rogers of him. Diana mourns his death for 90 plus years until Batman shames out of it. The end! I'm gonna give this thing a 2 out of 10 utter ridiculous shit Awful CGI, terrible acting, the script is feminist power to the wazoo. Just avoid this thing. I don't even give two fucks much money this made. This is utterly ridiculous shit. This could have and should have been cut down by at least 90 minutes, I mean. But no, they had to hammer in the feminist message time and time and time again. And plus, Wonder Woman is too skinny to be this muscular Amazon, for crying out loud. Still, come back next week as I kick off Not-So-Marvelous March, which is my look at Daredevil, Ghost Rider 1 and 2, and Wolverine Origins. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me, move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other superhero franchise podcasts of Batman, Captain America, Superman, and more. Also, my solo podcast of Supergirl, Catwoman, Elektra, and many more. Hey, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies, so you don't have to. Also, in the Battle of the Sexes, no peace can be given if one side holds all the weapons. Bye.